The following is a conversation with my friend and colleague, Zach Service. Zach has been working behind the scenes at Gentle Numbers Media doing the marketing for over a year now. He is now stepping in front of the camera and creating his own show here on the channel. In this episode, we talk about entertainment and the things that make us happy. Please enjoy. Can I start this podcast with a quote that I found today? Absolutely. So I've been reading um, Rick Rubin's The Creative Act, A Way of Being. Have you read this book yet? I haven't. I don't know if I've heard of Rick Rubin, to be honest. It's fantastic. He was a music producer who has produced for almost every major artist that you know. Wow. So okay. like everyone from Eminem to Johnny Cash. Wow. And this is a quote that I felt like spoke to what we're doing here. And so this is from his book. And it just goes, read the finest literature, watch the masterpieces of cinema, get up close to the most influential paintings, visit architectural landmarks. There is no standard list. No one has the same measures of greatness. The canon is continually changing across time and space. Nonetheless, exposure to great art provides an invitation. It draws us forward and opens doors of possibility. Wow. That really is amazing. I mean, I love, you know, going to see these magnificent structures and these beautiful paintings and these wonderful pieces of cinema because it really brings you to one, it brings you to a completely different world, but two, it brings you so close to the world that you're in. Right. It's almost like when you get to see those things it taps into something deep in our human core. Exactly, exactly. So what got you reading that book? Well, it is a book about art and about his theories of making art. And this is actually my second time reading it. I read it right when it came out, uh, got a copy from the library, loved it. And it kind of went in one ear and out the other. And so I... I didn't have like, I didn't sink my teeth into it. And so I picked up a copy a couple of weeks ago and have just been going through it very slowly and marking the passages that really speak to me in hopes to capture them a little better. Amazing. Yeah. And it'll be really cool to capture them and what we're doing here at Gentle Embers. Heck yeah, Zach. So we should talk about this. What are we doing here at Gentle Embers Media? There's some big changes oh, happening. So there's some huge changes and it's super exciting. Um, why don't you kick us off? Well, for starters, we're uploading videos again, which it's been a hot minute. But yeah. also, your face is appearing on this channel. And I don't think anyone who has watched us before knows who you are. Yeah, it's super crazy. And I'm, I'm a little nervous to be on camera, but I'm excited. This is what I've always wanted to do. And... It's, it's even better to be working for such a great company like Gentle Embers. Um, I guess for a, a quick introduction, my name is Zach. Uh, I went to college here with Meshach, and we've always been very anointed in the right direction, in the same direction. Ooh, I like the I'm way not, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've always been really passionate with, you know, the same types of music, the same types of media, just like the the grandioseness of cinema and how great that that can be and how influential it can be. Yes. I remember having a conversation with you and you just started 
rattling off different kinds of like independent I think it was like weird indie horror film or something that you were into that I had just I just hadn't heard anyone talk about that kind of film with that kind of passion. Yeah, and that's that's my thing. I love things that are non-traditional. I love things that are independent. I love things that are not mainstream. Uh it's really you know, you can watch a great movie that's a blockbuster hit that everybody has seen, but it's those little gems that you find that nobody has seen from some independent South Korean filmmaker that really touch you to a core and are unlike anything that you've ever seen. So I've always loved independent things. I've always loved independent music, art. And I think that that's one of the reasons that I'm attracted to Gentle Embers Media, because that's really what we're doing is we're we're creating independent art and highlighting independent artists. Yes, we're hoping and attempting to create an avenue for that that kind of stuff to be generated. So both as a as a house for that stuff to live in, but also as a place for that to come from. Um it's been so exciting having you on board behind the scenes for the last 13 months or so as we've been kind of figuring out the first steps in this journey and then finally over the last 2 or 3 months really kicking things into motion and saying, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do it. Let's actually make stuff. Let's actually work with other artists. Let's actually create things. Um, and you've been such a driver in that. It's been really, really cool to have you as a part of this, this project. It, it, it juices me up. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, for a little background on exactly how I started and why I started, I was in Heck marketing yeah. for my first year after college. And I knew I wanted to do something with marketing, whether that was advertising or the, the sales section of it. So I knew that uh, Meshach here was starting his own film production company and I wanted to be a part of it in any possible way that I could. And with the little bit of marketing experience I had from that first job after college, you know, it was great to jump in and do the brand work and do really the backbones of gentle embers and, and try to work that way. And it was so cool how the relationship with me and this company went from, you know, the marketing and the brand guidelines and all of the little nitty gritty marketing things that have to happen behind the scenes of a company to really becoming a content creator and really embodying the thing that I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. So it's really neat that, you know, that this company really, it has morphed and changed since the last time that there was an upload on this channel. And since the last time that there was really content going on, and it's really cool to see that continuum and that evolution of what gentle embers is. Dude, Talk to us a little bit about, so you've mentioned that you're moving from sort of a behind the scenes marketing position to more of an in front of the camera content creation position. Talk to us about what you're doing. I'm, I, I think people would love to hear. So should we announce the show? I think we should announce the show. Let's do it. All right. So I hinted it a little bit, uh, a couple of minutes ago, but you know, this show has had so many different iterations and we came to one that fits with the channel and fits with the brand and fits with what I love. And I know what me Shaq loves. So the show is called not mainstream. And the whole premise behind the show is to highlight things that are not mainstream. 
like I said before, uh, my interests and where my heart goes is to the independent arts and entertainment. And to be able to highlight those for the whole audience and to show people things that are really not mainstream or sometimes semi not mainstream is really neat. Um, and one of the iterations of this not mainstream was called The Little Things. And it's these little things like independent movies and independent music that make me happy. And I know that there are a lot of little things in everybody's lives that make them happy. And it's those moments that really matter. I know we, we chase the peaks and there are so many ups and downs and big events of our life, but it's the minutia and it's the little things in the middle that matter. And that's what I want to highlight. Well, and I think this is such a perfect fit for you too, because you're always talking about the little things and the little things that are not mainstream that have you juiced or have you pumped. And you're like, you captured this like uh, album that like almost no one has heard, or you just listen to this, uh, you know, sound a podcast, or maybe it was a, a movie that was in an independent theater near you or that you caught on some streaming service. Um, and it has been really cool as your friend to get these wrecks as like, you know, cool stuff that I should like listen to and watch and observe. But also it seemed like one of those things that you have this talent and joy that I see in your eyes when you talk about this stuff that it just makes sense to share that with the world. Exactly. It's such a natural thing for me to do. And it, you know, one of the, my favorite things ever is to just go down a rabbit hole on YouTube or on Reddit or on Spotify and just find artist after artist after artist and just finding the new things that not many people have listened to and finding those songs that you have on repeat for a month or finding that movie that makes you cry. I mean, it, I really want to take people on that journey because I just naturally have found myself to be really good at finding those little things. That's so awesome. And what are some of the things that you've discovered in the past? Like, what are some rabbit holes that you found yourself going down that people might not expect? Well, there are a lot. Um, I have been a big music nerd my whole life, and I have recently gotten into like the really weird experimental music. Okay. There's an album called Everywhere, Everything at the End of Time, I believe. That I, might not be the correct name, but it's somewhere along those lines, and it's by The Caretaker. And what this album is, is a audio embodiment of what it's like to have dementia. It is a six hour long musical project where there's music, nostalgic music at the beginning that slowly fades into nothingness over six hours. And it's hard to tell between song and song and song where that fading happens, but it does. Whoa, wait, so is it like, are you listening to music the whole time or eventually are you listening to just silence? Eventually, you're listening to nothingness, but it starts with like nostalgic music and it slowly decays and fades over time over the six hour long period that you uh, listen to the album. That's wild and so weird. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's just one of the little experimental rabbit holes I've been down. Um, but I definitely want to save a lot of the really crazy ones for the YouTube channel. And I'm very 100%. excited. 100%. Yes. No, I'm so excited for it, too. It's been quite the project in the making as well to go from 
you as a you know marketing coordinator and working in that capacity now to like create your own your own show on camera you mentioned a few minutes ago that this has been a lifelong dream of yours to be a content creator and i'm just curious like what are some early memories that you have of that and what has your path been with having that dream in the back of your head yeah, I have so many early memories with me wanting to be a content creator. I've always been a really quiet kid, and I'm still a quiet man now. And it seems very odd that I would want to be a content creator, but somehow I always wanted to. I remember in middle school, we got iPads that had like the little single dot cameras that, you know, all the like eye products used to have. And I remember using that school iPad to film myself jumping down my stairs in my room. <laughs> and I mean, it was so dangerous when I was a kid because I mean, we have like six stairs that are right outside my room and I would put a bunch of pillows down on the stairs and set up the iPad and film me jumping down all of the stairs. And, you know, my parents just went nuts. Um, but it was it was so much fun and it gave me so much freedom. And it allowed me to share what I wanted and what I liked at that moment with the world. And, you know, it, there was just a natural evolution from that to some vlogs and some room tours. And then from there, getting the first Elgato game capture and playing Minecraft and playing Call of Duty, you know, because we at our age grew up on really the birth of YouTube. And the big content creators, like when PewDiePie wasn't so big and when right, KSI right. and the Sidemen and all of them were really small creators. And the big thing was, you know, vlogs here and there and gameplay. So I, you know, I grew up on it and I always looked up to those people and I always wanted to be that person. Um, but I think with me, you know, not having the tools and not really fully embracing wanting to be a YouTuber, uh, you know, I'd do it for a couple of years and then stop for a couple of years and then do it for a month and then stop for another couple of years. So it's really cool to, you know, actually have the equipment that I've built over all these years of trying to do YouTube and finally really sitting down and putting myself in a position where I'm able to spend time and do this and really care about the content that's going out. Heck yeah. I mean, you touched on something there that was really poignant as well just in terms of this whole youtube game and what we're entering into right now really because while the gentle embers media channel has had many iterations and has been around for nearly a decade it still is in its very infancy and i was listening to a podcast last week that was quoting i believe it was a charlie monger speech and in this speech it, the speech was about how to make sure that you don't succeed Right. So sort of an inversion of success um, as a as a, just a thought experiment. And in the inversion of the success, one of the things that they said is you have to make sure you're not consistent. If you don't want to mm -hmm. succeed, you have to make sure you're not consistent, because if you're consistent, there's even if you fail at everything else, there's still a chance that you might succeed. And I think that that's what we're entering into with all of this is like. If we want this project, this Gentle Embers Media Company to succeed, to become a true media company on the internet, 
we have to be consistent with the work that we do. And so, you know, you talk about kind of going on and off with YouTube. I had a kind of similar path where, you know, post a couple of things, not get any traction, get discouraged, not post anything for a while. And yeah, I look back at that. And one, the things that I posted weren't very good, even if I thought they were at the time. And two, I wasn't consistent at all. Like I didn't actually continually create. And so one of the things that I'm really excited about with this channel and working with you and having another face on the channel is like, it gives a certain amount of accountability of like, I got to upload, right? Because it's, it's me, but it's also you. Like it suddenly, it kind of elevates um, the whole project to have another face creating content, somebody else making a show on the platform. Absolutely. And it's just a greater reach for us. And it, it really, you know, whenever I'm not so excited about doing something, your energy gets me excited. And whenever you may not be as excited, my energy gets you excited. So it's really, it's great to be together to create that consistent content. Uh, and it really, it, the energy just builds and builds and builds and builds, especially with the more people that we're going to take on board eventually. And that's the goal, right? Is we do want to grow. I think one of our kind of pivotal conversations that has led us down the path that we are in um, was about the company Rooster Teeth. Mm -hmm. And you and I both connected over talking about Rooster Teeth, which I don't even know how many people know about them anymore, right? Because they're kind of dead. But from like, I don't know, 2012 to 2018 or something, they were pretty prominent on YouTube. They had a channel and they were this company based out of Austin, Texas, that made videos, they made gameplay videos, they made podcasts, they even made a movie or a couple of movies at, at one point. But they were like this production studio. But everything was on the internet. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Um, you know, I was never like the biggest Rooster Teeth watcher, but I knew of it. And it was this hub for all types of entertainment you know they had like their podcast they had their shows they had everything and it's it's just so neat to see them be able to put out what they care about consistently through all these different mediums because it's really getting a bunch of creative people in a room and seeing what happens and that's what we're doing you know like maybe one day we're interested in making a feature film maybe one day we're interested in doing this not mainstream and then maybe one day we're interested in doing a radio show you know we have all of this creative energy like rooster teeth did and we can just put that out into all these different avenues exactly without this restriction to like this is we do x um and that's it like i like the idea of we are a media company and we create media and the there's a brand associated with all of this obviously but that doesn't mean that all of the media is exactly the same medium either, right? So Exactly. And that's the beauty of YouTube too is, you know, you can do anything on YouTube. And if, you know, we have so much freedom on YouTube that we could do music if we wanted. We could do podcasts. We can really do anything. And that's really the beauty and that's the reason why that we're really building this hub on the internet and on YouTube. And I feel like it needs it. Like, I feel like we're in a place now where there's kind of this 
at least in the YouTube feed that I'm getting, there's a lot of kind of, it almost feels like algorithm saturation or something where everything is just trying to appeal to the greatest common denominator. And I've always had a theory about art and entertainment generally, and this hasn't been tested. But the theory that I had was that there are basically two ways to create for a lot of people. And the first way to create is to make things according to the algorithm, right? So you analyze the analytics and you watch the graphs and you say, oh, we dropped retention at minute two and 30 seconds. And so we need to cut out five seconds there. And you just keep optimizing and optimizing and optimizing. And then the other way, which I think is closer to the musician's way, is to create work that speaks from the soul. Whatever yeah. that means, like where it taps into something more deeply spiritual. And I don't mean that in like a religious sense, but in sort of what you were talking about with the non mainstream, where there are programs or pieces of art or music or some little things that you, they speak to you and you go, holy cow, like there's something deep in that that is resonating with who I am as a person. And our goal, or at least my goal in this, is to tap into the latter if we can. Yeah, and, and those pieces of media are made with a purpose. Yeah. Uh, great example, last night I was at Red Rocks, and I saw Gregory Allen Isakov in concert. Oh. And he is one of the most incredible artists I have ever seen. And the reason that I love him so much is that he is so homegrown. You know, there's so much music out there now that follows the formula and he speaks directly from his soul. And in an interview that I listened to last night after the concert, he was talking about how he wrote music and how he doesn't sit down and write the music. He lets life just flow into him. And whenever he feels the music come out, he writes it and it just comes out. So it's not like that he's in this big process where he sits down and he writes music because he has to. The music comes out when it comes out. Um, and it really comes straight from his soul out into his banjo or guitar and, and to his voice. I love that. I So I didn't know that about Gregory Allen Isakov. I'm also so jealous that you got to see him. He's He is one of those people, though, right? That when when you listen to his music, it is a spiritual experience. It really is. I mean, the the one word that comes to mind when I listen to his music is genuine. Mm. I mean, he doesn't have that big inflection in his voice. His voice is, is his voice. I mean, I was with my girlfriend and she said, you know, he's not really singing. I mean, he's singing, but it doesn't feel like he's singing. Um, and if you listen to his music, you know, he's not reaching for his voice. It's just exactly what comes out of him. What was that like to see him live? Is this the first time you've seen him in concert? It's the first time I've seen him in concert. So, I mean, it was incredible. If if you've never been to Red Rocks, uh, it is pretty much in the middle of a mountain with these two ginormous rocks that are, of course, red on either side. And there are like rows in between the rocks. So it's a completely natural formation. And... I've always liked Gregory and you know, I spent way too much on these tickets, but, <laughs> but did you though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, for an experience like that, I don't know if there is a price. Right. Um, 
but you know playing all of my favorite songs and him improvising most of the songs with this beautiful band who is you know he's not the center of the band the band is just as important and as good as him it was just such an incredible experience and you know he's by far the most unique person i've ever seen in concert one of the really cool things about him that i like too is that he is very quiet and he's very shy so on stage he always wears a hat and the spotlight covers his hat to where there's you know there's shade on his face so you never really see his face interesting so he's there but there's like a little bit He's almost hiding a little bit, even when he's on stage with the spotlight shining down on him. Exactly. And there were so many moments where, you know, the big spotlight was shining down on him and he would step out of the spotlight and let, you know, the music play behind him. Wow. Wow. I mean, that that just sounds incredible. I've never been to Red Rocks and I've also never seen Gregory play live and both of those together sound like that would just be an incredible experience yeah i mean it it really was and he's from colorado so it's such a special place for him to perform and one of the things he said at the beginning was you know he never thought that he would play red rocks because he thought that he had to be cool like sting and really you know he's there and he doesn't really write his music um it just it just comes so it was really neat to see him you know, homegrown and one of the greatest concert venues in the world. Heck yeah. Wow. That's see. And these, these are the kind of things that you, you know, have such a great way of tapping into and are able to share that with the world. I mean, that's, that's what makes me so excited about this program is that you're going to be, be able to bring the experience of like you and I know who Gregory Allen Isakov is, but, how many other people do, right? He's not hes not the most mainstream name. Um, and I think that, you know, if both you and I had the experience of him speaking to us so clearly, it's like, well, who else is, would, would receive that experience should they choose to listen to his music? Exactly. And with, you know, the first iteration of the show, the little things, I want to share my little things so they can become, you know, somebody else's little things and those things, you know, make you happy. So it's, I'm super excited to share all of that and excited to explore also, because, you know, there's so much that I don't know and that I haven't discovered that I want to discover on this channel. So there's, there's so much potential here and I'm very excited for it. And we have so much room to grow, right? We really are starting from ground zero and going up and saying, okay, what are we going to do here? We're going to create a media company. We're going to do our best, but we're giving ourselves a wide net. We're giving ourselves a lot of options, uh, and we want to bring talented people together to create cool, powerful art um, and make that something sustainable on the internet, which is a weird challenge in an age, excuse me, in an age so dominated by this like algorithm clout chasing kind of phenomenon of like, I just want to be famous to be famous. Um, I, I hope that what we're trying to do is create a haven for really cool things to thrive. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's, there's so much out there that, like you said, is chasing clout and chasing the algorithms and 
the best content that I've ever seen on YouTube is people doing it because they want to do it. Um, you know, they, they're doing it for the content itself rather than the outcomes from that content. And it's really cool to be able to partner with you to be able to grow this brand that is really, I mean, it's, it's not about us. It's about the content and it's about entertaining people. And it's about showing people that, you know, there's a lot more out there. And maybe giving people a taste of entertainment that feels a less like an empty calorie. Exactly. Right? Like you walk away from this and maybe there's something that you think about and you go, huh, that's interesting. Which I feel like so much of the time, whether I'm sitting on YouTube or scrolling through Instagram reels, that I end up turning off my phone and I walk away and I can't remember a single thing that I watched. Like mm -hmm. it all just like hit that dopamine button in my brain and then exit it. And I... When you listen to a good song or you watch a good movie, that doesn't happen. And so to create better art on these platforms, I think will help, will potentially, potentially give people a little bit more than just that in one ear out the other. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's what I think is important with this world is that, you know, there's more meaning to everything and there's, there's, you know, there are more roots to the things that are blossoming. So super excited to be able to explore that. Well, fantastic, Zach. I, I feel like this is a great, a great first podcast, a great introduction to you. I am so excited for everyone to get to know you on the channel. Um, I'm sure they're going to fall in love with you and your show. Uh, so this was this was excellent, man. I'm I'm excited to see where all this goes. Thank you, Mishak. I'm excited, and I would expect the first episode of Not Mainstream to be out soon. It'll be out soon. Yes, it'll be out soon. We'll keep you updated on the channel too. We'll be on you know some more podcasts. There'll be some more content coming from Mishak's end, and we'll make sure that we have the announcement ready. Yes, yes, it'll be it'll be large and announced when it's happening. Definitely. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. Awesome, Zach. All right. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Right. Bye.